0: Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast, so let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled, The Conundrum of the Christian Life. Biblical Christians are called by God to conduct themselves in two, sometimes contradictory ways, all at the same time. First, we're to love our neighbor. As Christians, we are clearly commanded by God to love our neighbor. Uh, Leviticus 19.18 You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you should love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets, Matthew 7.12. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. James 2.8 And finally, John 13.34 A new commandment I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Simply put, Christians are commanded by God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament to love our neighbor regardless of who they are and what they do. Further clarification is given in Luke 10.29 and following that our neighbor is not limited to those we like or agree with, but also includes those who don't share our values and culture using the parable of the Good Samaritan. So we also need to love God and follow his commands. Biblical Christians are called to love God and follow all of his commands as provided in his word. Deuteronomy 6.5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And then, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, which is John 14.15. And John 14.21 says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And finally, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. 37. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. A reference back to Deuteronomy. So we're to love God and love our neighbor. God has intentionally set Christians at odds with secular society ever since mankind was exiled from the Garden of Eden. That's the point when sin entered the physical world. And sin not only separates man from God, it also separates each of us from humanity in general. Somehow, the Christian is commanded to follow God as a demonstration of our love for him and, at the same time, love individuals which we may otherwise dislike. And God could not be more clear in his decree. He makes both these objectives the most important commands in the Bible and places them in the mouth of Jesus, and in the same set of sentences. So there's no question as to his wishes. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven and following. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Mark confirms it in Mark 12, 30, 31. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. You should love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And finally, Luke ten twenty seven: You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. So the conundrum. There's bound to be conflict when Christians are faced with issues where our neighbor has opinions that are different than our interpretation of God's commands. These issues have not really changed much over time, but the intensity and an increasing willingness to defend opposing viewpoints has increased dramatically in recent years. Just a few of these areas include complementarianism, Most biblical Christians hold the view that men and women are different, and that difference complements each other, strengthening a marriage and family relationship. This includes resistance to women as senior pastors. Abortion. With rare exceptions, biblical Christians view abortion as an unconscionable death sentence for the unborn child. Marriage. Most biblical Christians see the covenant of marriage as exclusively between a biological man and woman. Salvation. Biblical Christians believe in one God and the need to accept him from the heart by faith as their personal Lord and Savior. We see Jesus Christ as the only solution to an otherwise eternal reality in a literal hell. Bible. Biblical Christians believe the Bible is God's word and is without error in its original autographs. The differences between denominations and theology stem from human interpretations and misinterpretations of a perfect work of an omniscient God. And finally, evangelism. Biblical Christians are not called to be passive observers of life on this earth, which ends in an eternal state. We are called to offer a solution to the contamination of sin not only in ourselves but in others. God desires that we be disciples, his disciples, recognizing that there are many who need salvation, but there are few willing to offer the good news of Christ's work on the cross. A reference to Matthew 9.37 and 28.19. As biblical Christians try to love our neighbors and follow his commands, we often fall into the impossible position of having to defend views that are contrary to the very people we're trying to love and serve. Some Christians are so legalistic that they demand those they desire to serve to first accept and comply with God's commands in some or all of the areas of conflict listed above. Other Christians who put love of humanity above all else ignore God's clear commands especially the gospel message of salvation. To love someone on this earth must include a desire to help them, with permission and appropriate timing, pass through to eternity in heaven. Finally, there are those Christians who attempt to strike the right balance between loving God and loving our neighbor, but are challenged by a secular and combative society looking for conflicts. So in conclusion, Christians are called to love mankind and to love God. Ultimately, the Lord has chosen to put us in a place of potential conflict with those who hold opposing views. Part of the faith we all share is that we as Christians acknowledge that God knows what he's doing and sees the big picture, which we do not. It's also important to keep in mind that as we serve our fellow man, simultaneously serve God, we remain sinners ourselves. We fail constantly in this conundrum of Christian life and have been warned many times in Scripture that we will be persecuted for both our failures and our successes in being His servants in a lost and dying world. Our job and our goal as the Lord's emissaries is to stay close to Him and reach out to love the lost